It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story. It's uh, refreshing, yet uh, displeasing to the eye. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. In the dying seconds! Unbelievable! They wouldn't say die! That just shows that they didn't come to play. They really come to play here at the MCG tonight. Hello and welcome to a season opening edition of They Came to Play and what a weekend of footy it was. Let's welcome the team in. Tess Armstrong, hello. Limo, happy new year. Welcome, welcome back. Uh, it is wonderful to be here. It's been a, I had a joyous Adelaide Fringe, uh, but to see the footy back just fills me with joy, particularly given that I'm with a couple of losers today. <laughs> Hello, Danny McGinley. Uh, yeah, lap it up, Leems. Let's just get all of the Hawthorne hubris out of the way Mate, early in the year. It's not hubris. I've never seen so many green shoots. Never. Green shirts? Green shoots. I thought you were talking about the umpires helping you out again. Umpires. Hey, hey, how about this, Tess? Danny Danny McGinley loves to lean on the free kick Hawthorne. Have you, Tess, ever bothered to have a look at the stats from last year, just one random year in the AFL? Sorry, does that sound like something I would do? Look at Hawthorne's free kicks from last year just in my spare time. Yeah, yeah. Well, the team that received the most number of frees last year, guess who it was? Guess which team received the most frees? Um, you, the dark. have to come scratching my head. Yes. Uh, well, it rhymes with Schmeston Schmooldogs. <laughs> Does that help? The Western Bulldogs, number one. Most frees for Hawthorne, 14th on that list. 14th. I suppose, mm-hmm. though, when, you, when your Hawks were getting all the free kicks, you won all the f- – Premierships, which is why people remember it, whereas it didn't help the Schmeston Bulldogs last year hey, get hey, over hey. the line. No, it didn't help them. In fact, if you do free kicks from the last 20 years, you go back 20 <laughs> years, guess who's number one? You have a guess? What's your source on this? It, it, mate, it's a swamp thing. Oh, damn it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> most free kicks, Western Bulldogs. Mm. Well, we're in the and out of the most. have been copping it easy from the umpires for years. So yes. don't be fooled by the Danny McGinley free kick Hawthorne bullshit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to challenge that 20 years. I, last year I'll give it to you because I can understand Hawthorne didn't get the most free kicks and then Clarko was sacked. Hmm, coincidence? I think mm. not. Uh, where at, yeah, I don't know about yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll check the stats anyway. All right, All right. Well, uh, but I'm telling you, it's it's a tr- it's a true story. True story. You heard it here first. Uh, now, well, well, let's we run through the weekend's games and just that's uh, what we do here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we might have new listeners, by the way. Oh well, hello, welcome, and yeah. uh, lovely to have you here. Uh, get involved with the Patreon too. Uh, yeah, we've reactivated mm-hmm. it. <laughs> it's been reactivated to get an extra episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, each week on the Patreon, uh, so get involved there. But there's merch as well as there is. Yeah, there's merch. You can get a if you join at a high enough level, you get a they came to play T-shirt. A they well, you could also get a copy of Limo's book. This yes, shirt won't yeah, yeah. itself. Copy of my DVD stand up DVD, or if you don't have a DVD player, a copy a, an official Danny McGinley coaster. Wow, that's that's <laughs> worth a bit. Tess, what have you, have you got anything on the merch front at this stage? Uh, look, no, I think the original deal was that I would say something nice about people's teams, but I feel like I do that um, all the time 
anyway. I'm a nice enough person. And that was actually pointed out by They Came to Play Listener um, on Thursday night. I mean, we don't have to spend very long on the on the game when we get to it, but we did have a, a new listener called John rocking our T-shirt and he is a Carlton man. And so I feel like our jumper our t-shirt bought him good luck and so that is something and and for all whoever we're playing next weekend if none of their listeners can wear our t-shirt that would be greatly appreciated because i don't want the good luck spreading to other teams so that's just my note (laughs) i I think this is an excellent excellent point tess Uh, well let's start with let's go back to last wednesday shall we Seems so Jeez, long ago. Yeah. Oh, what a so much to discuss. <laughs> and the, the perhaps the most exciting popcorn eating segment of the evening was the press conference after the game. But let's, Unbelievable. let's talk about the game. We'll talk about the game briefly. I'll tell you this. Uh, I missed. Do you know what I do? You know what I love about men's football. What's that? The vitriol, the anger. Like I've been going to AFLW all summer, and AFLW I absolutely love because it takes you back to suburban grounds, and everyone's really supportive. Yes. However, there's none of the anger. There's hey, none sorry, of the rage. Sorry, can I just pull you up for a sec? You said it takes you back to suburban grounds where everyone's very supportive. I have not one recollection uh, yes. of everyone being supportive at any game of football <laughs> ever in my life. Sorry, there was a semicolon <laughs> yeah, in that sentence. <laughs> There was, it takes you back to suburban grounds. Stop. Oh, okay. Right. They're, and everyone is very supportive. Right, okay. Whereas I got on the train to go to the go to the match. I saw someone in the Demons jumper and I was like, oh, you're, I hate you. No, yeah. Oh. yeah no. Whereas when you go to an AFLW game, you see someone else wearing footy merch. like, hey, we're going to the game. Good on it. Hey, we're going to have a good time. We're having and some beers it, in the sun. And everyone's, I haven't been to a bunch of AFLW games. Can I ask you, Tess and Danny, is there much going on between the fans no. at games there's no having a crack at no. each other there is a lot so i went to the um the doggies game in ballarat the other week and i was saying how thrilling it was to be in such a one-eyed crowd they were very one-eyed bulldogs people and they were super angry about um, free kicks as you'll be shocked to know danny uh that your people get very cross about free kicks but they were like oh it's not going away and then the umpires walked off the ground and everyone gave them a round of applause and said well done <laughs> Like, right, okay, there's still Tess, a supportive nature. When you're telling anecdotes, can you please not make them support Lemo's harebrained conspiracy theories? Mm. You just, you might as well oh. just oh. just pointed out in the middle of a great story about <laughs> AFLW that jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams. <laughs> jet fuel doesn't. Because Lemo's saying the dogs get the most free kick. This is the equivalent of 9-11 truther. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. The, the, the Take it up this one. The Western Bulldogs have had it so easy for so long, gifted that premiership in 2016. I'll tell you what, though. We're very different people to the Melbourne Football Club. And I, I'll tell you that the thing yeah. that I noticed the most. Right. So, this is, are you continuing the class wars between these two football well, clubs? Well, you tell me if, this, if, the, if you can sense a bit of a difference in the, in the class okay, wars Okay, sure. Uh, there was a thing uh, at quarter time when the Ds were doing quite well. It was, mm. uh, you know, I was just sitting in my seat feeling a, feeling a bit angry. Uh, and, a, and a thing came up on the screen saying uh, Melbourne Football Club raffle. You know, there's always a club raffle on the sure. game. Yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and this it had this sentence that I've never seen at a Bulldogs game. Yeah. Raffle tickets start at two hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Raffle tickets start. No, at the Bulldogs, the prize is two hundred dollars. Right. So look, right. I, maybe what was, it, what was the prize? The prize was like thirty grand. 
Oh, which is, you know, yeah, wait, with that pays for a butler for half a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> so true, it's very exciting true. for them. It's very, and the MCC, I'm told, was chockers. It absolutely was, yeah. yeah. A lot of the rest of the stadium was empty. Mm. Uh, but it looked, you know, I was sitting near the MCC. I was behind the goals at the city end where all the scoring was. Yeah. And they ran out of food by quarter time. They had a shocker. They really they had an absolute shocker. Right, and what f- what food were they offering up there? Because I know there's a new menu at the uh, at the MCG. Well, yeah, Red Rooster's closed, uh, yeah. but I didn't see any food because it sold out by quarter oh, time. Right, okay. <laughs> Apparently, they're having a service issue where they can't find um, the staff to serve the food, but that doesn't explain why there was no food. Like, I was, you know, the, yeah, the food it, could be there. It's not about. It. Yeah, the food could be there. I could help. I'm happy to go and help myself if there's enough food, but lack of staff. But yeah. apparently there was a lack of staff. And so then on the weekend, yeah, there were so many reports of just running out of food, which is just the opposite. Like that reminds me of when they moved Laneway Festival, which used to be a festival in um, Melbourne, from a laneway to out to Footscray, and they had it at this arts festival. And it was just like every band in the world was there, Florence and Machine, these big bands. Yep. But they hadn't organised, like, really any food at all and no water. So we were all, like, starving. It was middle of summer and I was walking around the food area looking for food and the only stall that was open yet and had any food at 11.30 in the morning, it was a nighttime festival, the only thing left was just guacamole from the Mexican <laughs> restaurant. So no chips. Just guacamole. No chips. And they, yeah, just guacamole and they didn't have any cutlery so the woman gave me a business card and I scooped oh. it in. <laughs> With a business card. And I was like, this is a low point in my life. And that's how it sounded that the MCG was on, on the weekend. It's like business card guacamole. Gil is so good at spinning things. It was actually a uh, an art- artisanal uh, avocado soup. Oh, right. Yeah, very, yeah, very nice. You can sip it. Well, we were, the, we were at the G yesterday uh, for the Hawthorne North Melbourne game. And I was kind of, because we've got three members' seats. But two of them are together, and Laddie's, we couldn't get his right next to us, so it's two rows behind us, right? And Kel said... Well, <laughs> so this is your wife and child that you went along yes, with? Yes, yeah, yeah. And Kel's like, well, will the three of us be able to sit together? I mean, that's ridiculous that one of us is going to be separated. And I said, babe, I suspect there will be about 80,000 spare seats at the MCG <laughs> today. Anyway, we got there, and we queued for chips and a pie, whatever, before the game. The queue, it took forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kel was like, why is this taking so long? And I said, well, I think the MCG also thought there'd be about 10,000 people here, but it turned out the crowd was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It's about 40,000, I think, in the end. I got caught on Punt Road uh, driving in, in full uh, track. Yeah, right. Amateur mistake. We haven't had this for yes, two years. Yes, I know. Falling for it all. Yeah. I know. And traffic through the city. Don't now, even get me started. With, ugh. Lima, we will talk about your game, I'm sure. We'll get to it. But can we just clarify at the beginning – it's been a long-term thing that your son has never seen yes. a victory yes. in real life, and he was a curse. So I'm sorry, your son did. He did. He was there. He was there. So how was it at the final siren, Limo, <laughs> when Le- you and your son finally saw your beloved Hawks win? Yeah. Well, we didn't quite stay until the end. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say when I say didn't quite stay until the end, we left at half time. <laughs> Yeah, because my what? son was incredibly bored mm. and was just starting to do that oh, thing and we kind of, kind of got the phone out and he was watching YouTube Kids for a while. In but his defence, I watched the game. I was pretty yeah. bored as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, t- he honestly had enough. So we just looked at each other and went, 
I, Kel and I looked at each other and I did the sums and I thought, there's no way we can force him to stay until the end of the game. But if we're going to go home, no. I want to go now while I've got 20 minutes to get home and then watch the last half on the nice. telly. Nice. So we bolted at half yes. time. So is the curse but, broken? I don't know for nah, certain. No, it's not. Nah, no. it's still there. No, no, yeah. it's not. Because oh you really dominated. The, what a twist. I didn't say that. Yeah. The second half where you, you know, took control mm, of the match. Mm. So it was only when Laddie wasn't there that you were able to do it. I'm pretty <laughs> sure we were losing at half time. So I think we're well, close to anyway. All right, let's talk about the um, – oh, one last thing. The other – Anyway, the, the other D's. Note. The D's looked good. I ha- oh, he cares about the Ds. <laughs> what, do you know what also I've missed about men's footy? Because you're right up close with everyone. At the AFLW, you, t- you tend to be spread out. You can only hear your mates and one idiot who's yelling, which is usually me. I missed hearing dumb comments from other people. I heard a perler <laughs> on, uh, on Wednesday night. Yeah, great. Uh, Josh Dunkley had a bit of a miskick kick at one stage. Sure. And uh, c- coughed it up to a Demons player. And yep. someone went, oh, Dunkley. His foot is his Achilles heel. <laughs> His foot is his Achilles heel. That is just a belter. And to be That's fair, beautiful. is Josh Dunkley a bad kick? No. No, I didn't good. think he was. Um <laughs> Yeah, well, that's just a ridiculous <laughs> comment. Such confidence. I love it, though. His foot is his Achilles heel. Hey, imagine if your Achilles heel was your Achilles heel. Oh, that happened to a bloke in uh, ancient Greece. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Never recovered. Oh, poor old Br- Very Brad Pitt played him in a movie. Hey, um, Very Tess, I have a question because we, we've got to fly through the matches. We don't have a super amount of time here. We obviously talk about the Bevo, uh, uh, Tom Morris thing. Now, it's been talked about to death. Everyone's going to know about it. But, Tess, your co-host on the Outer Sanctum, Emma Race, who also has worked with you, Limo. Yes. Uh, yes. Friend of the show. We love Emma. She uh, is a great spokeswoman for women in footy and women in footy broadcasting. And she mm-hmm. went on uh, SEN, on, on coincidentally her husband's uh, radio show, <laughs> yes. to talk about this. Now, I know you're in a WhatsApp group with all of the Sanctumers. <laughs> Please tell me, Tess, please tell me that after she was on her own husband's radio show, someone in the Outer Sanctum WhatsApp group (laughs) said, who's that hottie you're with? And she responded with, oh, he is a total, he's one of the hottest blokes in footy broadcasting. Sadly, sadly, he's gay. (laughs) Sadly, he's got his liquor license. I don't know, an equivalent. (laughs) It's so, yeah, honestly... My group chats, when that talk, so the Bevo thing was off chops, right, the actual press conference, and then my group chats were going nuts about that. And then the next day, the next day I was on the train home from work when the Tom Morris videos were um, were out in the public, and I, I, I thought my phone was going to burst into flames. Like the hot, the group chats were just off chops. Everybody had stuff to say. It's actually been quite remarkable and, like, quite um, – it's brought a lot of people together, which you know is is maybe a positive out of a negative. Um, but yeah, Emma Emma did well. I can't believe she speaks through it like on air with her husband in such a professional way because I feel like it'd be very easy to slip into like your shopping list and like what you need done <laughs> when he gets home, like you know logistics of life yeah. stuff. Whereas yeah, it really kept it on script. Quite remarkable. I uh, can we can we just go back a sec? So let's get the full picture in chronological order. So the press conference after the game, <laughs> yes, on Wednesday night, where Bevo just loses his mind yes. in the most magnificent way. It was halfway I mean, between a substitute teacher losing control of the class, yeah, Michael Douglas in falling down, 
yeah. and Kramer dealing with a heckler at, was, in Los Angeles. It was an absolute, it was a roll gold meltdown, that one. I was kind of, I was kind of, I was picturing more like an interaction between Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise and a few good men. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the truth, you can't handle the truth. Yeah, but which one's which? Uh, well, Jack Nicholson is beverage. Bevo right, is, okay. Bevo is nice. Jack Nicholson. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Tom Morrison is, is Tom Cruise. Uh, but I just, I loved it so much just because it was so interesting and different. Yeah. Uh, in the moment. But then, um, so it, the next day, I enjoy, really enjoyed it, but Bevo copped it hard, didn't he? he like did, people yeah. really rained down on Bevo. Mm. Tom Morris, loads of support from journalists. And it, to be fair, Bevo did lose his mind. Yes. And then Bevo came out and delivered an apology yes. the next day, said it was bang out of order. And then how's the coincidence? How's the coincidence of the leaking mm. of the – I mean, it really does make you wonder if there's some sort of link between the two, doesn't it? Do you reckon Bevo's in Tom Morris's WhatsApp group? <laughs> There's got to be something going on. It's all very sus to me. Tom Morris, what a bunch of average blokes in that WhatsApp group. Oh uh, well, yeah. This is um, for starters. Yeah. It get for starters. Yeah. The message is put on there in the first place, which is a disgrace, right? Yeah. So that's disgrace number one. Disgrace number two. It gets leaked. Yep. And apparently, right. that's the most telling thing. I spoke to – I was at a kid's party yesterday morning for right. one of my wife's friends who uh, and her husband is, is an old Melbourne grammar boy. Mm-hmm. This will surprise you. Hawthorne fan. Uh, but then, good, then good bloke. Great bloke. I assume the message. But he get said across. that WhatsApp groups uh, with old grammarians are sort of sacrosanct, and for someone to break that is actually massive. Is, did Tom Morris go to – Melbourne grammar, yeah. Melbourne grammar, yeah. right, okay. Uh, and I presumably yes. then that – WhatsApp You'll group is full of, oh, but I mean, isn't I mean, you're a bit up yourself to say, oh no, it's sacrosanct with old, it's sacrosanct with everyone. <laughs> isn't a WhatsApp group? My assumption yeah. is that a WhatsApp group is a is a private conversation, yeah, yeah. between yeah. a group of people. So whether you went to bloody yeah. Melbourne Grammar or whether you're just a bunch of mates who like footy, it makes no difference to me. Have you looked through any other old school friends WhatsApp no. groups? Because uh, I did yesterday, just had a look through my mates. <laughs> And I was so bitterly disappointed in what we talk about. The last long uh, chat, yeah. the last long angry chat we had was a guy put a photo of a beer glass with a handle going, love a handle, love a handle. I had someone else going, ah, but you can't beat a conical. Oh, <laughs> so so we go, oh, what about Pilsners? Uh, no, nah, you're off your head. They always go warm. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't have an old school WhatsApp group because I'm too old. Uh, all my old school mates couldn't be. Like if I went to some of them and said, hey, do you, should we start a WhatsApp group? They'd all go, no, yeah, <laughs> we're not interested. We, so, re- we record this at Lemo's house. I've got a pile of the uh, WhatsApp faxes that <laughs> yeah. uh, him and his mates send each other. <laughs> yeah. And Lemo, some of these are very, you know, four. I'd love to have premarital coitus with us. Well, we're still sending telegrams to each other. So you've got the message in the first place. You've got the leaking of the message. And then you've got the bloke that left leaked the message coming in and apologising to the group. And then the apology got leaked. Outside the group. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, I mean, we're, oh, God. It's just disappointment after called, disappointment. It was a true roller coaster. But also, like, the idea, like, the point is to say, oh, I can say anything in this group and you're not, because of this bizarre rule we've made up that you're not allowed to leak anything from the group or tell anyone that I said something awful, kind of perpetuates this 
terrible situation where no one says anything. Because if someone felt comfortable in that group to say, pull your heads in, or that's like, yeah. don't, don't be a dick, essentially, is your life rule. Don't be a dick. Um, if someone had felt comfortable to say that in the moment, that would have taken, that would have had a huge impact. Like, I remember once I kept, we, 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 we were all got, we were always going to this comedy bar in Melbourne and I will not name the person or the place, but this person was just like so mean and his comedy was bad. Like it was just the worst, <laughs> lowest common denominator, just being an absolute asshole about Tess, everyone all the time. you're talking to two comedians. Of course we are, and we gossip like a sewing circle. Mm. What? We, Liam and I need to Anyway. <laughs> we'll talk off here. We'll get- <laughs> I will never leak from my previous. <laughs> I'm not a leaker. I can't reveal my sources. Anyway, but he would say all these things, and then some. I, I was with friends, and my polite understanding is that you always just laugh when people are doing comedy because otherwise, it's so yes, awkward. that's that's how our podcast has survived. <laughs> and then the power, like the it, it became so awkward because nobody laughed. I realized like no, everyone stopped politely laughing, and then the whole like he just didn't know what to do. I was like, oh, yeah, you can just take the power away from people making terrible comments by just, like, not encouraging it, not being like, oh, good, oh, you're so good. And also, how tempting was it to ring all the numbers in the WhatsApp group? Like, when you saw the numbers, like everybody's phone oh, number was there. Yes. I was yeah. so tempted to call every single number and I just was like, it took all of my strength not to. If Richmond you know hadn't did. been playing that night, I probably would have, to be honest. I had a lot on <laughs> Hundred percent. Someone absolutely would have rung those numbers, and uh, but Kelly Underwood wrote a great piece about uh, Tom Morris's comments, and it was interesting yesterday on Offsiders. She said that she actually didn't expect him to get sacked. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, Me either. I was shocked. Did, he of course did get sacked. I mean, uh, to be honest, I just thought they had no choice. There's just no way for them to go. But I'll to say. Him. I would wonder if it wasn't him saying it about another Fox employee. I'm not, I, you know, I would be interested to see the reaction, but I think that, yeah. that it was such an extraordinary situation where it was him saying it about another employee. They had a serious duty of care to their other employee to actually yeah. act. And so I would, I want to believe that if it was just a random person or an AFLW player or someone else, that they would also have sacked him. But I just don't believe that that's true. And that's years and years and years of just like, seeing people get away with nonsense and then people call it cancel culture and you just want to spew in my mouth a bit because like it's not cancel culture to be held accountable for your actions you can say whatever you want right but then people are allowed to say okay well then you're not an employee that's not cancel culture that's just actually accountability and separately for those people that are saying oh it's cancel culture sort it out da, 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 fine think that but then also it's incumbent on them now they have a role to play so when their mate says something stupid even if they're only doing it because they don't want their friend to be cancelled say in the moment you pull your head in don't say that because now if you don't want people to be cancelled then we all get to take the opportunity to teach each other not to be a dickhead that's our that's our law let's teach each other let's teach each other not to be dickheads that is the one takeaway i want everyone to have from this podcast let's take a little bit of responsibility everyone uh hashtag call it out which is going around at the moment on uh on the social which may which may have been started by emma race actually uh hashtag call it out yeah so uh i know i've jumped on board with hashtag call it out i know andy ma has jumped on board with hashtag call it out but it's just blokes giving an undertaking that they will call it out when they hear it, uh, especially in the workplace, but just in life generally. 
uh, as well. So, yeah, Tom Morris. And I think Tom Morris now is in a position where he, thanks to Google and the internet, he's going to find it hard to get a job anywhere in the media. Yeah. Unless, yeah. unless he suddenly, we suddenly see this uh, hot new journalist uh, called Tim Murray suddenly appears. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with a moustache with a massive moustache, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and glasses. Oh, this guy looks interesting. <laughs> now, um, that's that's a good chat, and that also means we've run out of time to talk about Thursday night's game. No, um, wrong. Which, How no. good were the Blues? I tell you what, I gave the Blues this. I got this tip wrong. These are the two tips I got wrong. I was zero and two after two. Night. Uh, but the D's were magnificent. They look good, don't they, Melbourne? They look good. Let's give them a little pump up because yeah, yeah, yeah. they are good. Um, I'll grudgingly admit they might be okay. Yeah, yeah, no. D's are great. Uh, and then I thought, well, Carlton are no chance because Carlton are a joke. But my God, Tess, what is wrong with you lot? Oh, is it te- se- Tess, is it season over already? Limo, Limo, no. let, me, let, let me just point out a stat. And yeah, Tess, please. Uh, I know you're not getting much sleep at the moment just because you've got a young child who's uh, mm. who's going through a rough patch. But here's something you can think about uh, whilst you whilst you're in whilst you're in your bed tonight. Okay, Richmond on Thursday became the first ever side in history. Yeah, oh, good to lose a game with two Riolis on their list. Oh my god, two Riolis and you still lost. What? Liquidate I- that. Joke of, a, of an organisation. How do well, we come that, back from this? That no, is a disgrace. I and to think, think Willie lost yesterday as well. Mm, mm. Oh, bad weekend oh, for Riolis. That's a bad. It's a bad Rioli week, which we don't have to say very often. Now, I do think. Look, the Blues were great. I will say that it's, I am a cursed person because, it, despite my, you know, you, Danny saying you love the vitriol and AFLM, I um, saw Michael Voss happy, and I was like, ah. Oh. And then I saw Sam Doherty kick his goal, and I was like. <laughs> So I just thought, what is wrong with me? I was happy for Carlton, which is a real problem. And so I'm going to work on that, go away and do some self-reflection and work out how to be a better fan in the next couple of weeks so that I'm more cross when we lose because I couldn't really begrudge them. They played amazing footy. We struggled a bit. Dion Prestia heading heading off the ground was a real low, low blow. But I think as well we haven't played together because we missed the finals last year, which I don't remember last year. We haven't played together in a couple of months and so Soldo's back in the Back in the team, everyone's just got to work mm. on their fitness a bit. We'll be fine. We're still fine. It's all good. Nothing to see here. It's all fine. <laughs> I don't. But I don't believe you. I think. I think if Rich, what will be a win this year? Because you've got to adjust your metrics. You know, as the year goes by, <laughs> a win. What's what's a win for Richmond now in light of the, that round one result? Is it anything above fourteenth? <laughs> is that a, is that a win this year for Richmond? No, dream big. Just they could fun. come <laughs> We just want to have fun. I, That's all we've got to do. Just enjoy your footy. What a just great enjoy goal. Footy. Yeah. What a wonderful goal. Yeah. Yep. You speak of the vitriol. So sometimes, you know, when you spend all summer, you know, thinking about your own team and maybe the last, you forget certain players that you don't like. No, when Tom yeah. Lynch got the ball, I was like, That's right. Nah, Tom Lynch villain. is good. Good Danny. Tom Lynch is good. He's really um the Grudel. He's really thrilled me over the over the summer break because his sister is an AFLW player for Richmond. And so now we've got a brother-sister combo, which I'm very fond of. And also Tom Lynch said, you know, openly that he would be happy to take a pay card if it meant his sister could play football professionally. And I'm like, I love you, Tom. Sorry. I already thought he was a delightful person. As you know, I'll stand up for him forever. And now I know it. So I don't want to hear it. 
genuinely sorry I brought that up. Uh, and and just a uh, a shout out to the Richmond players in my Supercoach team. Uh, Gibkiss, is that how you pronounce his name? I'm sorry, who? Gibkiss. Oh yeah, Gibkiss. Gibkiss. What, what about him? Yeah, Gibkiss. Yeah. Pretty sure it's his nickname Gibkiss. Stanley after Stanley Ipkiss, Jim Carrey's character in The Mask. Uh, yes. <laughs> Good. Good reference. <laughs> he uh, no, no, he wasn't great in Supercoach, I've got to be honest with you. Uh, Dusty was okay. Roll into the season. Dusty, to be honest, in all seriousness, Dusty has had probably the worst off-season ever. And so just let them roll a little bit, a couple of games under the belt and we'll be fine, under the waistband or whatever of the shorts. We'll be fine. All right, okay. All right, we better fly through these next few games. Okay. St Kilda, Collingwood. I, oh. I didn't get to watch a lot of this because I was gigging. No. Uh, I was looking at the scores. I do know that Steel spot side bottom played really well because my daughter was uh, – she watched the – well, the first quarter – my son was watching the first quarter. My daughter was clearly paying attention because the next day she told me that I played well. Uh, <laughs> are you a side bottom time? Right? Well, she just saw bald and a beard – and oh, went, okay. And she yeah. knew I was at work. And she went, oh, you, you, I saw you kick a few goals. I love oh. that she thinks you're out there playing. That's amazing. <laughs> for Collingwood. Yeah. But I go for the Bulldogs <laughs> at home. Well, you do the banners, so it makes sense. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, he kicked two goals still side bottom. I just, you know, this game made me, and this is, of course, your your actual number one team, St Kilda Test. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I'm just – I want St Kilda to be good. I so desperately want St Kilda to be good. Their fans and have the depressometer. First depressometer oh, of the year. That's yeah. the most depressed team. They oh, get it. Essendon. Just anyway, we'll come me. But, yeah, the St Kilda, this is just, they were just so flat. And even in the moments where they looked like they would come good, they were, they were, it, was a, it was an amazing momentum game. It was swings and roundabouts and we didn't really know what was going to happen. But Nick Dacos, the Dacos brothers, like, look out. Nick Dacos was unbelievable. But the yeah. Saints just did that thing where they kept their fans on, on a hook and you thought, okay, they're going to come good, like they're going to come good, and then they just never really did. And I made the huge mistake actual criminal error speaking of group chats of saying to my family group chat <laughs> with about 15 minutes to go in the game saners oh, and then no no, no. <laughs> oh. things went down would have to be sacked <laughs> it was actually like watching a horror film like things went so south as soon as i sent that text message and they had a kid yeah. hayes who was playing and he was kicking a million goals and i just felt like oh they're on here but they were not on here and my brother's text messages i would nearly did a welfare check. They were so depressed. I thought he was so, <laughs> so flat that I just genuinely thought that a new Jack for them, Jack Hayes, kicking several goals, like it was all on, right? All the all the signs were pointing to yes, but absolutely mm. not. They were flat as attack. And, like, they shouldn't be. That's the issue with St Kilda. They should not be this bad, yeah. essentially. Uh, no, they should, they should be a lot better. And yeah. I just – I'll say this. Jordan Degoe, I mean, everyone talks about how he's the most important player at Collingwood, and I couldn't agree mm. more, but for a different reason to everyone else. What's that? <laughs> because Collingwood, in having both Dacosses, Jeremy Howe, Steel Sidebottom, Mason Cox, Craig McRae as coach, they are dangerously likeable. Yeah, You Brody almost Grundy. want them to do well, yeah. Brody Grundy. But thankfully, Jordan Degoe's there, so we can keep hating Collingwood. Okay, right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Very handy. Very I'm handy. Keeps, keep the, keeps everyone in check, in Maya check. Hey. I do like a lot of those uh, Collingwood players. And Hayes, can I say, in Supercoach, what a revelation. 
I've got him on my, my he's my ruck on the bench. He was amazing. Uh, so thank you, St Kilda, for that one reason and one reason only. Uh, hey, let's go to Saturday. Another embarrassment for the, I mean, I honestly thought Essendon were going to be all right this year. So did all my Essendon supporting mates. Oh, I really did. And then they were just terrible. And to see Geelong win by that much. Oh, yeah. Are you okay, oh. Lima? You're the real victim here. It was hard to watch. <laughs> It was hard to watch. Poor Essendon fans. Poor Essendon fans don't have an AFLW team, so they have not watched football since the elimination final last Mm. year. They've had a whole summer to just build up hope and expectations in there. And it wasn't – they didn't just win. It was an absolute flogging. Mm. Paddy Dangerfield was just on fire. He had an unbelievable game. And Peter Hawkins – he just keeps on giving, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What a- Ridiculous. And also Geelong won, you know, to add, you know, more cruelty. Geelong won in a way that they don't even usually play. Like one of the one of the criticisms of them is they're old and slow, but they were really fast fast and attacking. And it was like, <laughs> oh, my God, they're playing an excellent brand of football yeah. and winning and their old ones look good. So, really, that was excellent. But for the, for the Bombers... Soz, but one week isn't the end of the world. I'm going to say round one, new game style. Who knows what will happen next week? Don't be so, don't be such a downer. And their VFLW team has absolutely smashed teams by like a hundred points to none all summer, and they're coming into the AFLW next year. So even if you just bide your time while your men are terrible, you might get a good women's side um, in August. So look, look forward to that. Okay. That's something to look forward to Good on to you, Tess. There. Well done for trying to make them happy. Uh, you are a saint. Uh, oh, except, uh, you know, one that actually yeah, achieves stuff. I'm a tiger. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go on to the uh, Battle of the Bridge. You, no. Tess and I last week, we were talking about, didn't we come up with a better name for this? We did the Mango Tango for the Q Clash. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had something one. better for the for the Sydney one, and I can't remember what it was, but it was, like, it was excellent. Mm. It was excellent. We did our best work, yeah. and now it's just gone, evacuated. The... Oh. The something at the harbour, the harbour. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, well. The hey, harbour hustle. The, the harbour hustle. The harbour hustle. Could it have been the harbour hustle? Let's go with that for now. <laughs> um, how much do we need Buddy Franklin to just score his thousandth goal so commentators will actually talk about how good the Swans are? <laughs> something else, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he didn't kick it on the weekend, though, out at that stupid stadium. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I hate that joint. Homebush. What were they out there? Is there something wrong with GWS's ground? They just wanted a bigger crowd, I think. Oh, right. Okay. Who knows? Did they get it? Was it a bigger crowd? Limo, this is a this is a Sydney derby. Do you think there's been any coverage of it down here? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> Luke Parker zero. Parker was amazing. Uh, but yeah, great game. I, 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 yeah. Why wasn't it? Why was it on Twilight? It should have been on. Oh, there's lots of questions about this game. It's like everything got too hard, and they just went, oh, just put it there. Don't say anything." Yeah, Hopefully no one notices. Just in case, just in case it was flat, because you really it was hard to say. Like Sydney ended last year so well, and so I kind of forgot about that that they had such a good season last year with so many exciting young players, mm. and so it was great to see them again. Like I was like, oh yeah, you like the first round of men's football every single year. I look at a player and I think I've never seen that person before in my whole life, and it's like Buddy Franklin. Like I just have amnesia over the summer, and I absolutely forget every single player on every single list. Yeah. So it's quite comforting in round one because I go, oh yeah, you, oh yeah, you. Like it's really nice. It doesn't happen with Collingwood, but for the rest of the team. I feel yeah. fondly towards them all. And the Giants as well. I mean, they still, I forgot completely, 100% 
forgot about the Toby Green umpiring incident because, of course, there's been like a war and a pandemic and like quite <laughs> a lot on in the in the in, in the middle times. But when they said he was still away for several games, it's like, oh yeah, I totally forgot. But come on, buddy, and like come on, Swans. Like I know it's a team game, but just you know what we want. Everyone just play like little league with one adult playing. Just kick it to him, <laughs> and let's just just go for it. Next well, I think week they tried. Have a crack. They tried, but Phil Davis was just so awesome out on him. Oh, yeah. Well, and I, I think in reality they want him to get his thousandth goal at the SCG this yeah. Friday night against Geelong. Geelong, Geelong. of course, <laughs> Lemo wants that. There we go. We so, all want that anyway. Good nice. game. It'll be nice to see a pitch invasion. The last pitch invasion was when he scored his 100th. Yeah, which you went on to. And I was a pitch invader uh, on that moment. Wow, speaking, remember- we mentioned Emma Race before. She's, she mentioned, of course, that the last time Buddy had a milestone kick, she met her husband that night. Now, Lima, I think it had something to do with that, and so she's put out a warning. Really, if there's anyone on the town next next Friday night and he does kick his thousands, thousands look out because look out, you might meet your future spouse. I did indeed. I introduced the two of them. <laughs> Oh. Uh, so that was that's my claim to fame. I am responsible for the great uh, Ma race love affair. When Andy Ma <laughs> asked Limo in a WhatsApp group chat, uh, who's that? No. <laughs> that is not where it's that. He, he actually asked me in a bar and I said, well, I'll introduce you. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Nicer, a nicer group chat than the previously was, spoken of one. It anyway, was, uh, it was in a bar in Richmond. It there was lovely. Go. Lions uh, v Port. I have a question for you both. <laughs> Uh, is Joe Danaher the only bloke in the in the Australian Football League who can stuff up so badly and it makes you like him more? Yeah, he really yeah. did have a shocker. You wouldn't like him more, though, if you're a Brisbane fan and you lost by two points. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> I suppose, but he always makes up for it later in the game. Like, he does those things and then in a game, in a four quarters, he kind of evens himself out. I think it's because he's so gangly. It's, cr- it's hard to be crossed at super gangly people in my in my experience, you know, they're just yeah. quite, he's funny looking. He's got the moustache. It's hard to be cross. It is hard to be cross. He was superb. And uh, at Port were good for a while. Mm. Yeah. And then they just got injured and um, and fatigued, I think. It was it was quite an extraordinary match. I could not work out. These two teams play every single year, maybe twice. I can never decide who I'm going for at any stage. Like I like them both properly equally i love their coaches equally i love all the team and so i was it was essentially me barracking for whoever needed the next goal for the Mm. four quarters it was exhausting i was so tired i had to go to bed i was like oh my god (laughs) it's so exhausting being invested in two teams simultaneously um, but uh, but remember, Brisbane is our second team here at uh, the Camp Our play. official TM. <laughs> second All team. right, the, M- the MCG on Sunday. The Mighty Hawks start their push towards Premiership number 14, which will no doubt uh, secure in September. Are you stuck on 13? Oh, bring on the Collie Wobbles. Ah, yeah, well, <laughs> let's see. I think it might be 14 by the end of this year. Did you expect to be so good with a new coach straight away? Because I may or may not in the Patreon episode um, mention that you would have first coach game jitters and um, that I wasn't the egg on my face. Uh, well, all the first-time coaches won, although weird they've been calling Michael Voss a first-time coach. He's not. Have they? Who has? I haven't heard uh, that. Well, I heard it on Channel 7 News last night. They said nah. that the three first-time coaches uh, oh, all no. got off to a great start. McRae... Um, Voss. Voss and uh, <laughs> Mitchell. They've just worded that wrong. They're just like the first 
new coaches. The, the, three, the three debut coaches, maybe they should like have said in their yes. first years at their prospective clubs, which is hard to say. Yeah, uh, but oh, look, I thought, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> I really wasn't expecting it. No. But we did play North Melbourne who, uh, you know. How good, Rebuilding. How good are North, North Melbourne? I really don't know. So North we'll find out good. next week when we play Port in mm. Adelaide on oh. Saturday night. That'll be a real test. Ooh. So we'll see We'll see how that one goes. Good good debut for Jason Horn francis too. Um, Swamp had a good stat on that because – They've, you know, North didn't win the game, but they did break a record, which is extremely exciting. I mean, yeah, got to take your small wins. So the round one team for North Melbourne this year, exciting yesterday, have the new record holder for the most hyphenated lineup. So there were three oh. players oh. with hyphenated names. They had Jason Horn Francis, Luke Davies Unicky, and Callum Coleman Jones. Uh, my beloved Callum Coleman Jones that's left. Um, and the four for the match, because you also had a hyphenated game name with Denver Granger Barris. That's like yeah. such yes. an extraordinary name. Anywho, um, I'd read his like explorer books from the centuries past. But anyway, <laughs> that was the most in any game. There was four. So three in the team. It was a record-breaking day. Amazing. I believe that was put up to him by friend of the show Declan Fay. Oh, to Swamp. Uh, he tweeted to Swamp asking oh. if this is the most hyphenated. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Okay, good oh. Good spotting deck. I texted Swamp during the week. He hasn't got back to me. Um, Hayden Crozier was the first person to kick a goal at the worn end of the MCG. And I was trying to see if there was any links between Hayden Crozier and Shane Warne. Right. I'm going to guess the answer is no. Not, not well. They <laughs> if you haven't heard back yet. Pretend how broad, pretend, depends how broad you want to go. Yeah. They, uh, uh, they were both people. They n- Neither so. of them got a senior game at St Kilda. There we, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so neither of them scored a test century. So, you know. Uh, it's excellent. Also, a big shout out to um, Jason Horn Francis's mum for crying on the tally because that would be me when he kicked his goal. Um, it just went straight to her and was just weeping. And my baby learned to say "ta" yesterday instead of just snatching food off me, and I cried. So I can only imagine how proud she must have been. Amazing debut. So good for them. Uh, very nice. Now uh, let's go on because we've got to wrap this up. Let's go to the Crows and Frio. Can I just say another amazing game? I messaged my – and Frio just hanging on by a point, of course. I messaged my mum last night and we were just chatting about various bits and pieces on text. And uh, I say to her, how was your weekend? She said, oh, what an amazing weekend. She said Labor won the state election. Great result. And she said, and the Crows had a good win over Frio. Oops. Uh Uh-oh. And I went, hmm. So I rang her. And I said, uh, what were you saying about – she said, yeah, good win by the Crows, wasn't it? She thought three-quarter time was the end of the game. Oh, which is interesting. <laughs> so did the Crows. Uh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so no. she was celebrating. She was happy as. She had a full hour of joy before I said to her, oh. no, uh, the and, Crows and lost. this just in, uh, Stephen Marshall re-elected as oh, Premier. Oh, Stephen Marshall, there <laughs> we go. Australia. There we go. Oh, there was this an error. had a shock. Give her a call See, back, Lima. That's and, better in, as a phone call. Anthony Green called the Crows at three-quarter time, <laughs> uh, but clearly got it wrong. So there you go. Hey, um, that uh, defensive, it'll be the, the most famous spoil in uh, Rio's yes. history. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and then the final game, 
coast to coast, West Coast, Gold Coast. Yes, very um, disappointed, uh, Tess, in one of your former boys, Marby or Chol. Uh, <laughs> he famously had Richmond coloured hair. He still does. Yes. He needs a red stripe in there. Now he's at. He does uh, need a red stripe songs. in there, but he might be just building into it. You don't want to, because Gold Coast do have yellow on their jumpers. And so maybe if he went um, yellow and gold, <laughs> it'd yeah. be a Hang really on. intense. Hang ball, on a minute. Like a basketball. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I yeah. Guess, yeah, maybe, maybe. Hey, I've got give a theory. Give him a break. Just let him, a good give, idea. Him a, give him a break, Danny. He's only been there for five seconds. Fair <laughs> enough. And he was really good. All of the sons were really good. Raul, uh, Rankine, oh, Took yeah. Miller. Um, and Levi Casbolt had a really good uh, debut for his new club. Um, mm. I reckon, though, it was getting pretty close. I mean, in the end it was 27 points, but with about five minutes left it was goal for goal. Actually, the start of the first quarter, there were three goals within 40 seconds. It was three goals. It was three goals in a minute and ten seconds. So good. Anyway, it was it was amazing. It was very tense. I, yeah. You know how they on Channel Ten they used to not have the countdown clock. They used to have the five yes. minute warning and the yep. count up clock. Yes, I reckon there should be an option because we have interactive TVs now that you oh, can yeah. do that because yeah. I would like to see the count up clock as well as the countdown clock next to each other, mm. so I know what the crowd are seeing and where their emotions oh, that's are. A good idea. As well as knowing oh. how much time. Right. I mean, I'd accept that. Okay. I mean, I'd send a letter to the edit. Send a letter to the green guy. Does that still happen? I think it does, actually. It does, but just to save time, I just address it to my dad because he's the only one who actually reads yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, get in there. Let him know at Channel 7. See if you can... Uh, That's true. You're uh, you're in at Channel 7 oh, from yeah. time to time, so uh, you're... Man with influence in those circles. Get on to. uh, I'll have a chat to uh, Kerry Stokes. Kerry Stokes, there we go. I think the omens were there yesterday in terms of the uh, former Richmond players on the list because Marbio was looking excellent. He was playing really well, full of confidence. He had yellow, you know, and Gold Coast have. Do have yellow in their on their jumper, whereas Patrick Nash, who was I, I love Patrick Nash. He was a father son for Richmond, but he just never quite got a go. Thankfully, he's been picked up by West Coast because I think he'll be quite good. But it was a shamble, a, sh- a shambles. He's he's a he's a jumper because you know how I'm always looking for an omen and a jumper. So Patrick Nash was was wearing number thirty eight in the preseason games, right? So you're like, right, he's number thirty eight. Then he gets a jumper presentation, and he was presented with number forty three. As a, and as an right. official jumper presentation says, okay, what number do you think he was wearing yesterday? So he had 38, then he had 43, and then yesterday he was running around in number 36. What is happening uh, right, well, at that club? M- so to me, that to treat a former Richmond great <laughs> play a couple of games for us <laughs> like that, <laughs> that is where it all went wrong for West Coast. I'm just putting it out there. Oh, the former Richmond great. <laughs> <laughs> Did he wear? Was that on a t-shirt when he arrived on day one? I think we've worked out why they're giving him a different number. They kind of don't want to own him. So they're, they're, like, oh, they're just trying to confuse just give him the fans. Whatever's left in the cupboard, like it'll be fine. Like, come on. Uh, can I just ask Danny Begin? Like, how do you pronounce that player's name? The second one there. Well, yeah. It, for years we've been saying Isaac Rankine, but last night in the commentary it was all Rankin. So maybe I've we've never. Been you're the first person I've ever heard say Rankine. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> Tess, am I doing it wrong? I've never heard anyone say Rankin, but that's why I wrote it down. There's an E at the end. It's Rankin. That's Rankin. It would be Rankin without the E at the end. No, it's always Rankin. It's Rankin with the E. Tess, am I? Tess? Tess. He's lost his mind, right? I think it's it's Rankin. Sorry, Danny, but there's nothing wrong with having your own personal way of saying things. I'll just have a look in the Rankin file. Yeah. (laughs) No, 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 he didn't. 
classic. Anyway, well done, beloved Matt Rowell. I got almost um, extremely cross at Willy Riola because I thought if you injure, uh, firstly, it should have been a free, but secondly, um, if you injure Matt Rowell, the entire football world is going to be it's going to be worse than your Asada ban. I'm going to tell you, your <laughs> uh, yeah, Rowell yeah. ban. If you're the next person who injures Matt Rowell, gets two years suspension essentially. Yep. Guantanamo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Willie Rioli, 13 touches, but they were just about all highlights. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable de- r- return to footy. Riolis are so good. Imagine having two Riolis, how good you'd oh, be. Oh, you wouldn't lose them, would you? Sad, and if you did. <laughs> oh, <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> oh, what a no, mess if you're back. lost in those Love circumstances. Next, Sunday, next Sunday night, D's v Suns. What a match that's going to be. I'm so excited. Uh, what is it next Saturday night? Next Saturday night. Well, so what? Um, so whilst Port are playing Hawthorne, yes. uh, Gold Coast are playing Melbourne. So I look forward to look, watching Hawthorne lose during halftime of the actual match. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I would definitely. I'll watch until halftime. Make no mistake about that. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Let's uh, wrap it up there. Uh, get onto the Patreon. Get a give. You know, give that pot a, a rating. Yes. Uh, online. Give it some love there. And uh, and uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you very much, Tess Armstrong. Go Tigers! Uh, thank you, Danny McGinley. Go Dogs. Go Hawks. Delightful. Okay, stop the recording on your 